Welcome into another exciting episode of the Talking Ball Y'all podcast. And Jeff, it's a beautiful Sunday afternoon, and we sold some of the local baseball coaches' time here in Pearl River County and then also at Pearl River Community College. So if you're a baseball purist, you'll love this episode as, as we camp out there and four good guests today yep uh got some good guests on uh this episode this is uh season six episode three of the podcast and uh clay this episode all the guests uh will be brought to you by the cc firearms training hotline uh joe quay right there at the cc firearms training hotline go on the facebook i think they've got a, another class coming up uh mid-april so go on their facebook page at cc firearms training and get uh get scheduled and lined up for that yeah, absolutely. We appreciate Joe Quave and his sponsorship of the podcast. And we'll start on the south end of Pearl River County and then work our way up on the guest list. Uh, the first will be Picayune head baseball coach Evan Nicholson. He was a, a great interview and a fun time visiting with him. And then we head north to Pearl River Central and Coach Neil Walter and the Blue Devils off to a tremendous start. And we'll actually – Feature the Blue Devils tomorrow night, Jeff, for our game of the week as they'll get district play started with Long Beach coming to town. Yep, always uh, a good time visiting with head coach uh, Neil Walter of the Blue Devils. And uh, we're going to go up there, Long, like you said, Long Beach coming to town, starting district play. It's going to be a great uh, – should be a great night uh, to get out to the ballpark. Yep, should be a lot of fun. And then just north of there, Popperville head baseball coach Slade Jones batting in the three spot for us, Popperville off to – a good start, one and one in district play, and we were able to catch up with him and his ball club. And then staying in Popperville with Coach Michael Avalon of the Pearl River Community College Wildcats, and they are off to a tremendous start, number three in the country. And we get the lay of the land of that program, and we always appreciate Coach Avalon's time discussing the Wildcats. He's always so generous to us. So. We hope you enjoy the interviews uh, as much as we did recording them. I always appreciate Jeff and the stuff he puts up with uh, from my side. But sit back, relax, enjoy this episode of the Talking Ball Y'all podcast. Did you know the number one GM volume dealership of all of 2020 was here in Little Picayune, Mississippi? No, it wasn't in Jackson, Hattiesburg, or the bustling Gulf Coast. It was at Mossy of Picayune. That's right, Mossy of Picayune. Car buyers are driving hours for a great price and a great customer buying experience. At Mossy, you can shop, drive, and compare Chevy, Cadillac, Buick, and GMC all in one location. If a certified or pre-owned vehicle is what you're looking for, Mossy has a huge selection of trades and all-fleece vehicles to choose from. You can see their entire lineup with pictures, prices, and hundreds of vehicles at MossySuperstore.com. That's MossySuperstore.com. Come in today and see why Mossy of Picune sells so many vehicles or call the management team, Frank Bonanno, Keith Henry, or Roy Penton at 601-798-7575 to schedule your appointment today. Hey folks, if you need that special sweet treat for birthdays, anniversaries, or just because, stop by and see our friends at Katie Cake and Company. They are located at 109 West Canal Street in Picayune. Let Katie Cake and Company satisfy your sweet tooth. Shh, your scale will never have to know. We are now happy to be joined by Picayune Maroon Tide head baseball coach Evan Nicholson. And Evan, thanks for taking time for Jeff and I. Yeah, man, no problem. 
Evan team off to a five and nine start, but got a good win yesterday over a pretty tough Harrison Central Club on a Saturday, and a, a strong performance by a senior pitcher and Zach Jones. That's a good win going into um, district play this coming week, right, Evan? Yeah, man, it was good. It was a good one to get, and you know we we've been playing better. Uh, you know we we got a win last Tuesday. We played real well. Uh, Thursday night against Pat Christiane, and then we're able to get the win uh, Saturday against Harrison Central. Um, you know, we're getting better every day, and, and I, I think the kids are starting to believe that. And uh, so it, it was a good win to get get going, and uh, got Hattiesburg coming Monday now. Uh, so hopefully, it gets us on the right direction, going the right direction. You mentioned Monday. That's a change in the schedule due to the anticipated weather. Evan, is that what's going on there? Yeah. Yeah, it uh, literally happened about an hour ago and still trying to uh, work some things out. So you guys are really the first ones to, to know that. So well, that's, uh, that's the way it's supposed to work, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, so we, we got we had to bang the, the Perry Central. They were supposed to come Monday. Um, and uh, just to beat the weather, we're going to move that district game to, to tomorrow. So. How cool is it, Evan? You're uh, it makes me feel good to say this. You're a young guy, a young coach, and you're coaching a young team. I imagine a lot of energy, excitement around the the ballpark when y'all show up at uh, yeah. I mean, each and every day to get go to work, huh? Yeah, yeah. You know that's that's kind of the goal. Um, you know, I talked to to Remo and JD. You know, you, we're taking some lumps right now and. It's 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 hard, and you know sometimes some days it's hard to go out there with that energy. Like golly, you know, you know we're getting beat. We you know we're in ball games, and we do something, you know, young, make a young mistake to lose the ball game. But you know, the kids, man, they're taking these lumps a lot better than I am, and they kind of keep me in check. Uh, they come with energy. They come with a good, great enthusiasm every single day, and it's so it's easy to you know to, to come to work every day and just and just keep continue trying to get better. And you know we try to be up as upbeat as possible, and just let them know, man, that you know. The record, yeah, we're five and nine, but the goal is to get better every single day. And you know, this is a marathon. This is not a sprint. Um, it's a marathon, and let's just get better every day. And at the end of this thing, let's see where we're at. So um, that's a, that's kind of our mindset, and that's what, that's the way we approach it every day. So, and following y'all, Evan, just following a lineup along. It's usually four, maybe five freshmen in that lineup. You rolling freshmen uh, out to the bump, uh, if not. Um, each appearance, every other appearance, you're closing with a finger and samples. But young guys throughout the lineup, young guys on the mound, um, you're going to see some of the stuff that you've seen, some uh, misplays ball in the field, maybe a um, an 0-2 pitch that gets left over the, the plate. But it sounds like y'all have done a good job, in my opinion, of staying in some ball games. You look at the nine losses, really there were only two that I'm going to say weren't um, really competitive ball games. Ironically enough, both of those were against Warrior teams in Oak Grove and D'Iberville. The rest of them, y'all been right there. Is that fair? Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we've been outmatched uh, a few times. Uh, you know, uh, Stone had a really good uh, team. They're, they're, they, they're physically more mature. They, they have an older team. But we were in that ball game, uh, you know, uh, who am I thinking? Ocean Springs. Ocean Springs. Yep. We saw, we saw, you know, an SEC arm. Mm-hmm. We, lose, we lose five nothing. We're in that ball game. Our kids competed the whole time. So yeah, I can agree with that, man. And, and you know, as far as our freshmen and, and 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 our young guys, really, I mean, 
we we say freshman, but you got to think the only guy that really returned with any experience is Sample. So really, they're all you know yeah. they, they all are getting their feet wet. Um, uh, you know, so the first couple ball games, man, we were just kind of wide eyed trying to do things that we couldn't do, we can't do, you know, trying to do things, you know, we weren't capable of, um, you know, getting big in spots and, and now kind of settling in uh, and, and doing a better job at, you know, just, just playing the game the way that we can, uh, you know. And, you know, we've made some dumb mistakes, don't get me wrong. We've done some things, I'm just like, ah. Oh. But it's the things, you know, it, it happens. you got young young kids. I mean, like Tanner Busby, he's, he's throwing – one Tuesday nights for us. He's never pitched in a JV baseball game, ever. Yeah. He, he pitched in an eighth grade game, and now he's straight to a varsity baseball game. So you know, there's going to be things where you know, you know, a one-two count hitting batters. I mean, that's what he. That's that's, that's been our Achilles here. He'll getting ahead of guys, and then we we plunk him with trying to make an out pitch. So you know, it's just different things like that. But you know, we're getting better every day. So. Coach, we talk about the youth um, in that question. Let's move to some guys that have gotten hot for you. Underwood uh, leads the team in hitting. He's hitting near a 370 clip. Harper, who hit the ball uh, well, I believe, over the last week. He's now at 333. And then a junior in Landrum who's handled himself, I believe, really well behind the plate, especially with this young staff. And then a good senior outing last week. So you're starting to see those uh, upperclassmen kind of start to pull along and get out ahead and that that could be fun to watch through the next four or five weeks absolutely and you know like i like i just said you know this is their first time actually getting to play in in varsity baseball games you know consistently um dawson's been great at the plate uh he's a scrappy little guy i mean uh puts the baseball in play uh you know mitch mitch has waited his turn his turn um and he's putting together good at bats. He's getting better every night out. And then, man, Sam, the job Sam's done, I mean, I don't know. It'd be, it'd be hard without Sam, I'm just going to tell you. Yeah. Uh, he's done a great job with them young guys. Uh, you know, he gets frustrated at times because, you know, them young young guys don't know exactly what we're trying to do in situations, but he does a good job of uh, keeping his compo- composure and calming them down in certain situations. So he's been real good. And, man, you know, Zach Jones, uh, yesterday, I mean, that was the first start he's gotten, but he's he has pitched for us uh, throughout the year in spots and has done a great job coming in um, every time his number was called. So um, we might have found something there. So we're going to kind of see, you know, how how that can help us going forward as well. So, Coach, we know locally what uh, Coach Walter and, and the Blue Devils will have. What do you expect? Uh, out of Hattiesburg coming in this week, and I ask you that, of course, as district play gets underway tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I know that they're going to be fast. Uh, they're going to they're going to run the bench as well. Uh, if they get on, uh, we're going to have to hold our runners well. Uh, get, we're going to have to give Sam uh, Sam a shot, you know, to throw some of these guys out because they can roll. I think last I looked, they had like sixty-seven stolen base runs, something like that. So. Um, I know they're going to be that. Um, I don't know much about their arms. I know they got a lefty uh, who's 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 a pretty good player, um, but I don't know much else about them uh, other than they're they're going to be able to run. They're going to be athletic as all get out. So um, you know we're just we're we're going to concentrate on playing our game, playing against the game, eliminate mistakes. You know, bang the strike zone, scrap out at bats, 
uh, and when the dust settles, we'll see what happens. Evan, you know I can't let you go without asking about the Braves, but it actually kind of fits into the interview this time. You've seen something in Coach Snit coming in and be able to watch like a young, described at that time as a baby Braves. Uh, mm-hmm. For our listener, Evan's a, a big-time Braves fan, and I am too. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff's rolling his eyes. I can't see him, but he's rolling his eyes. But yeah, he, he wouldn't understand. That, no, he wouldn't. But you've seen that development. So kind of, I mean, one or two of these guys turn into an Obbies or a Cunha or a Sorosa, but <laughs> How cool is it to kind of uh, be able to watch this play out in front of you? Man, it, it, it's real. I mean, it, it's fun. Like, even even so far, you know, we played, what, uh, 14 baseball games. You know, they've grown up within the past month. So, um, watching this, you know, develop, um, it kind of reminds me, honestly, um, of my group, uh, of the group that just graduated. I mean, I mean, I remember when I was a freshman, a lot of us got to play freshman and sophomore. We kind of took our lumps. And by the time we were a senior, you know, we lost four baseball games. Um, and then, you know, the group last year, the 10 seniors that we graduated last year, um, you know, they, as freshmen and sophomores, we took some lumps. I mean, we, 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 you know, we weren't very good, <laughs> but, um, as they got older, their junior year, we won the district championship, you know, and they're like, and last year, uh, who knows what would have happened, but we had a, you know, they, we had a very good team. So, um, you know, it's very, you know, you see the teams like the Braves do what they do. So, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's easy. It's, it's easy to kind of get discouraged, but you got to see the big picture. And that's what I tell the, tell the guys every day, man, just keep getting better. And this thing's a marathon, man, you see the big picture. So, um, that's our goal, man. That's what we're, that's what we're, where we're aiming, so. Yeah, one more, Evan. I told you that was the last one. This will be the last. How <laughs> cool was it, man, to see, uh, you know, the ballpark out there and the alumni club, Diamond Club, does a great job um, from looking at it from my perspective on the money they're able to raise for the program. But in, inside of that, they let a business uh, sponsor the game, and in that, a first pitch, um your dad's construction company, your parents' construction company um, sponsors the game, and then your son gets to throw out the first pitch, I believe, last week. How cool was that to see, Evan? Man, that was awesome. He, he my, Nate, he's been on cloud nine ever since, man. He, you know, he, he's out there with me all the time. Uh, he thinks he's, he's one of the guys. He was kind of aggravated he didn't get to go hit. <laughs> so, um, but, man, it, it was good. With all the stuff that's happened with, with dad, uh, here in the past six months, man, he's had a rough go. Um, he's actually uh, he's headed to uh, MD Anderson uh, this weekend. Uh, so if y'all could say a prayer for him, he's, sure. he's had a he's had a rough go this past six months, man. So so seeing the smile on his face, um, this you know with Nate throwing out that pitch, man, you know that that's what it's all about. You know you want to you know winning, winning. I love winning. Winning's my goal. But man, that was a special moment. Um, and you know, it's something I'll remember forever, and, and I'm glad Dad got the experience with it with him. So, yeah, absolutely cool stuff, Evan. Continued success, man. Uh, y'all keep grinding out there. We appreciate you taking time for the podcast. All right, man. Thank y'all. Eli and Shauna Oder pride themselves on the way that they serve their customers. With that being said, they have recently formed the Magnolia Insurance Services to take care of all your business, trucking, property and vehicle insurance needs. Please call 
601-590-3676. That number again is 601-590-3676 for any of your insurance needs here in Pearl River County. Hey everybody, have you heard about the new restaurant in town, Creekside Coffee Cafe? Stop by and get a cup of your favorite coffee made by one of our great baristas and have some of our yummy breakfast, lunch or dinner, pancakes, the bacon and eggs, the hamburgers, spaghetti and meatballs, mac and cheese, redfish tacos, and so much more. Don't forget the brownie alamo. Check us out on Facebook, order online, stop by the drive-thru, or come on in and stay well. That's Creekside Coffee Cafe. We'll make you happy. We're excited now to be joined by the Pearl River Central Blue Devils head baseball coach, Neil Walter. And coach, thanks for taking time for Jeff and I on this Sunday afternoon. No, I always enjoy talking to y'all. Coach, 13-1 and one start on the year as we get into district play this coming week, really tomorrow, but a remarkable start to the year. Got to be pretty pleased with your, your team so far. Oh, uh, yes, yes. I mean, you know, for a while it was kind of a pitching carry this, and um, uh, we, we were concerned with the offense, but it's, it started to come alive here the last uh, week and a half or so. Uh, um, and, and, and uh, you know, it, it's, it's clicking right now. Of course, you know, all them 14 games, it's great to win 13 of them, but uh, none of them really count. Uh, it starts counting tomorrow. That's right, Coach. And you mentioned pitching. I, I, I've been surprised if you didn't right there in the front of your answer. A team ERA under one. So, <laughs> I mean, in high school, yeah, if you look at it and we're four or five games in, you maybe can dismiss that. But 14 games in, Coach, that's certainly a mouthful. That's that's. Pretty dang remarkable there, Coach, from your staff. Right, and and, and you look, um, uh, it's uh, you know it, it's not just one or two guys. Um, we've used uh, we've used seven uh, primarily, and, and really are you know we got a guy who, who who's starting to get back healthy, starting to throw for us. The Brown kid, he's only thrown one inning this year. Um, you know, uh, East Central offered him scholarship to to, to pitch. And so, you know, we have that guy who, who hasn't really thrown for us yet. Um, like I said, just the one inning, he's had some, uh, some arm issues, but he, he threw a bullpen the other day and he feels like he's almost ready to go. So, we, you know, and it was, it was kind of a good thing for us because we got some other guys to throw. I mean, look, Keith Brunson, who just started pitching this year, uh, he's done a great job in relief, and he's under one ERA. Uh, the Dice kid is getting some innings. I mean, he, you know, he struck out 15 in seven innings. So these are two kids that get those innings that, that Brown would have gotten. Um, so uh, uh, it's nice, and we have guys who accept their roles, and they can come in, and, and uh, really as a whole, they've, they've done, a, done an outstanding job. Coach, you've had some good pitchers come uh, through your program. You've won a state championship, so you know what it looks like to be at the highest point in 5A baseball. But anybody um, – as dominant in a stretch as Justin Robinson, your junior's been 24 innings, no earned runs, and 58 strikeouts, Coach. Right, yeah, yeah. Well, the big thing is the dominating is the strikeouts. Now, we've had uh, uh, Dylan Spears back in, I think, 14, had a stretch where he had like two months without an earned run. Um, of course, we, we were having to catch the ball and stuff that by, like that behind him. Um, he, and he's got his fair share of strikeouts, but 
my goodness, nowhere near two plus in an <laughs> inning. Yeah. I mean, you think, look, Justin has pitched 73 outs this year and he struck out 58 of them. Kind of takes some pressure off the defense. <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, that is unbelievable. Cause, I mean, we know what low 90s and then some uh, plus, plus breakings. I mean, what all is he using out there? Cause he's just remarkable. And it's not like y'all are playing um, – or competition, you don't schedule that way. So these are some pretty good bats. But the Iberville in particular, correct me if I'm wrong, he was dominant. That's a pretty nice six A lineup. Right. I think I feel like the is one of the better teams in the state. And yeah, he struck out seventeen that day. Um and he you know, he gets the fastball going, he locates it really well. I mean the biggest difference is is he locates it well and he locates the off speed well. Uh the, the slider, and we use the changeup effectively. We haven't had to use it as much, um, but it's a plus. It's a plus pitch, and I anticipate it as the season goes on, and certainly even next year. If you kid's just a junior, that changeup is is going to be an outstanding pitch. I uh, and pe- people don't, you know, you talk to a lot of the college guys, uh, you know, asking questions about him, and uh, you know, I, I told him that he was ninety two, ninety three against the Iberville, and I'm telling you, fastball is his third best pitch. Um, he, he's got really outstanding off-speed stuff, and and uh, just if we can command the change, then then that thing is uh, a it, it's a real it's a real weapon for him. Yeah, and your guy back behind the plate, um, Shoemaker, he he catches a good. I mean, you get so spoiled, gracious man. Like, how can you not from watching Dunhurst from as many years as you got to seeing behind the plate? Mm-hmm. But look, this this kid you've got behind there now, and then handles the bat. Uh, well, this is a good, good high school uh, catcher uh, that you have back there now as well. Right, right. Look, we've been we've been really spoiled behind the plate. You know, we had, of course, Hayden for four years, Caden for the last two. Uh, before that was, uh, you know, Mason Sanji for a couple of years, hmm. who, who was a guy who played in state games. And Stetson Smith, I don't know, a lot of people don't remember his name. He was an outstanding receiver. Um, and that's the number one thing we're looking at for, for a catcher anyway, but uh, – but you know, a lot of people don't know Caden's name. But we've had a, a an awful lot of people have have commented to me uh, that, that didn't know him and said, "Man, that, he really handles those pitchers well, and he gets them a lot of stuff." And then uh, the the thing he's really good at too is he, he communicates with the coaching staff as far as, uh, "Hey, this guy, you know, man, he's he's done. We got we got to make a move." And uh, you know, he's not getting as much snap on the break ball or popping or things like that. So he's an intelligent catcher. And that's, uh, you know, and Coach Grader deserves a lot of credit for that. I mean, here's a guy who, who caught professional pitchers, you know, and he works with the catchers. And, and uh, uh, I think that's a thing a lot of times high school catchers don't do is they don't communicate with a, with a coach maybe as well as they could. And not that it, it, they just don't know how to. Um, Kate, Kate knows how to, and that, that's a big thing for us. And you mentioned his bat. Yeah, he, great job. I think he's a, a – 589 or it's close to 600 on base percentage. He's hitting over 400, but um, we, we're not worried about that. If he does a good job behind the plate, he stays there. It, it's that simple. And and, uh, and he he deserves an awful lot of the credit for our, our pitcher success, just like Hayden before him did. Coach, I know you're a numbers guy, analytic uh, guy, and can you kind of mention something there? That's that's one of those spots, right? If you can do it. Um, and do it well defensively, um, you're not having to worry about the offensive production. But this offense, you mentioned it coming along now as a team batting over 300. Y'all are stealing enough bases. When you get some of those guys over on first, they can end up 
on third in, in some situations and that's a pretty good formula, huh, coach? If you can if you can hit enough to stay on the base pass, uh, steal a few, and then end up with third and get them in with less than two outs, pretty good formula with your staff. Yeah, right. I mean, it's just and um, you know talking to somebody today about uh, uh, someone that played Long Beach just kind of wants some information about them and and they swing it real well. And uh, you know the, the guy was commenting. He said, but he goes, I think your your guys swing it. Just as good, if not better, he said. But it's just a little bit more dynamic of an offense, and that's kind of what we're trying to do. I mean, look, eventually, if you want to move on, you're going to see that guy throwing 88 with a hard slider, and you're not going to bang him off the wall. Mm. So you've got to figure out how to get him on and get him over and get him in, and it just may be the ground ball to shortstop that does it. So I think they've bought in and they've done a good job of it. Look, they went 11 months without competing. Yeah, and that was our biggest problem offensively at the beginning of the year. We just we didn't compete. We had some at bats. We had some long fly ball out stuff. You know, I'm thinking of the Forest County game. Uh, we go up there and uh, 14 of our 21 outs were fly balls in the outfield. Well, that's not going to do it. You know, we we pretty much. I, I told the kids. I said, look, we we got the scouting report on all, all the people we play. Turns out they can all catch a fly ball. <laughs> all right, let's see if we can do something yeah. else. Let's see if we we can play baseball the right way. Uh, you know, this isn't the pros. The pros is one, but you know they hit the long ball. High school baseball is won by hitting the ground ball to shortstop. Maybe he kicks it or he throws it away or moving runners up or, or you're bunning and, and stuff, you know. Um, I feel like our defense is pretty good, and we give up two runs the other day because our butt defense wasn't good, mm-hmm. you know. So it happens to anybody. You just make, uh, make those guys make decisions, and, uh, and good things happen. Yeah, you hear, Coach, now when people complain about baseball and, and they're complaining about the major league game, and really it's, it's – of course, trickle down into college baseball. But mm-hmm. if, if they're missing what they used to watch, I guess, 80s, 90s, that's where it is. It's on the high school level still where it, where it is that, uh, and I'm going to call it more pure form of baseball, but it's still here on the high school level. Yeah, look, you took words out of my mouth there. This is the purest form of baseball. Um, it really is because it's it's, it's the stuff where, where people grew up watching, where you're bunting, where you're running, um, you know, things like that where – Look, it, it, we, uh, there was a game earlier in the year that, uh, you know, someone, someone had said, man, if, if we don't make that error, I'm like, dude, it's a high school baseball game. <laughs> it's, it's yeah, right. sure. if, you, if you average making less than one and a half errors a game, you're a pretty good high school baseball team. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, you, know, you know, pros and college level, they're not, they can go stretches of, of three weeks without making an error. You know, right. and, and they're playing nine innings. There's more chances. That's just not going to happen. And and it, you know, I, I told the guys the other day uh, we had a big ten run inning against Hancock, and it really only hit about two or three balls really well. We got maybe five hits in it, but only hit two or three really well. But I said, you know, guys, this is just all anecdotal. This is just all anecdotal um, um, stuff. But uh, in my opinion, uh, most uh, the, the worst decision makers in the world are males between thirteen and eighteen. So you just hit the ball on the ground, you do things, you run, you do things like that, and you force them to make decisions. And uh, I said, I don't have any scientific uh, evidence, but uh, I lived it and I see it every Yeah, time. that's what I <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, indeed. Coach, you've got a sophomore. He's on the lower end of that age bracket, and uh, Caleb Dice, he's a uh, five-tool or whatever. You know, you hear these uh, terms, but dead gum. He kind of looks the part, and then he rolls out there. Great speed, can hit it in the gaps. Um, looking at him, he's got 
17 RBIs, but then he scored 18 from the middle of your line off 11 stolen bases. Tell our listeners, I mean, a lot of our listeners probably, <laughs> look, these kids that, like, can do what he do, they, they get scouted, what, seventh, eighth grade? So maybe our listeners don't know that name. Many probably do, but good baseball player, huh, Coach? Yeah, yeah. Look, here's a kid that was in eighth grade. Now, of course, we had some injuries that year, but 2019, he was in eighth grade, and he was starting in, in the playoffs for us. Wow. So, um, and we put him out there. Now, he, he wasn't the same type of player then that he was now, but, but you know, of course, he was, he was 14 so, yeah. but, uh, uh, then. But uh, he, uh, um, you know, he, and he's getting better. His thing, like any sophomore, when he learns the game better, he's going to be even better, you know. Um, and that's not a, a, a slam on him. It's just learning the game, learning the situation, keeping an approach. Um, but, but he's a, and he's already generated, you know, a lot of interest. We get, we get calls about him and, 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 and you know, things like that. But, but he, uh, you know, and he's working on making other parts of his game better. Um, and, and like I said, the big thing is, is just the knowledge. Once, once he uh, learns the game better, um, he, he's going he's gonna to produce even better than what he is now. I'm convinced of that. Big, big part of it. We, we didn't think he'd be batting the middle of the order this year and just been really pleased. I had, of course, had, had Sanji kid going quarantine. Cameron Brunson was hurt. Uh, we just got our lineup back Tuesday. I mean, wow. we, we got our opening day lineup back uh, Tuesday. We had been – it was every day going to the ballpark for about oh, about a 10-game stretch. It's like, all right, who's batting here? Um, mm. And so we, we got them all back, but Caleb's earned that spot. He, he's staying it for, for now he's staying in the three spot, and he's, he's delivering. Coach, and when we covered y'all earlier in the year, Nolan, your son, was batting um, leadoff. I'm not sure where he is in that um, open-the-day or everyday lineup that you just mentioned. But he's doing a, a good job of, of getting on and, as you said, getting over and getting in. And I'm imagining that's what you're looking at uh, from the top of the lineup. Yeah, yeah. Him and him and Brock, uh, Brock Kraft, bat one, two. And, um, and, and they, they're, they're going to – there's times when they're – they struggle like anybody does. They go and over, but but they're finding ways to get on base, and um, and that's all we're concerned with. And uh, it, it, you know, they're getting on, and you have you know you have Caleb Dyes hitting three, and Sanji hitting four, and Shoemaker hitting five, and then you, you look, Stockstill's hitting six. He has seventeen RBIs. He's tied for the, yeah. the team lead. That tells you there's other guys getting on base. Sure, um, and it's it's just. Uh, uh, you know, it's nice if they can if they can set the table. But, but you know, the, the truth is, though, after the first inning, there's really no such thing as a leadoff hitter. Um, right. So, you know, we kind of expect them to, you know, one through nine to, to, to be able to do that. Uh, um, you look, look, we've been hit by 45 pitches. Hmm. You know, we get anything to get on base. Uh, we, we've drawn a fair amount of walks. We still strike out a little bit too much. But, but you know what, there are most – I don't mind – the aggressive ones. I mind when we, we take the third strike, and we've gotten better at doing that. But uh, but they're aggressive. Look, our kids swing as soon as they get off the bus. Yeah, and that's yeah. fine with me. We're not worried about pitch counts. We're not, you know, a lot of coaches are like, hey, you know, we get his pitch count up, get him out of the game, and we're, you know, we're going to say, well, let's hit a line drive in the gap to get him out of the game. Um, you, you know, I'm just, I, I'm not big. I've never been big on that. We're going to take a lot of pitches, um, and. Uh, we're going to stay aggressive. So as long as they stay aggressive, then, then they're going to be fine offensively. But, yeah, 
Nolan Brock, uh, they're big to our offense because they just set the table for us. Coach, you've always been a guy. It doesn't matter which classification you're going to play them. Uh, they're the best guy, whether that be, a, as you said, eighth grade or ninth grader. And it really, you look at your, that junior class is, is really a pretty special class when you look at the numbers they're producing. But you've got good balance, too. You've got some seniors um, producing. You, you mentioned Kraft there, uh, Brunson and Sanji, Shoemaker some guys that are really getting it done that can lead from that senior classification. How big is that to have that nice balance and good spread across the roster? Well, you know, it, it's nice for one thing because you don't, you know, um, we haven't ever, we, it's, I think 16, we had a lot of seniors. It's nice because, uh, for the most part, at least the next year, you got a lot coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, you know, we, we fully expect them anyway. Look, I think that, that playing, you know, getting a lot of at-bats as a freshman, sophomore, I mean, that, that's good. But at, at times, I think experience is a little bit overrated. I mean, you know, what kind of experience is it? <laughs> if you're getting experience in district games and playoff games and, and big games, sure, that helps. You know, if you're getting experience against uh, their number six pitcher on a Saturday, maybe not so much. So, um, you know, we, we, we're not, we're not, again, we're not concerned about, about what grade they're in, but these, these seniors, um, they have been, I mean, they, they've been playing a while. Look, Cameron Brunson was on the state championship team and so was Ethan Sanji. They were eighth graders. They didn't play much. Um, in fact, I don't think Ethan played any varsity then. Cam played a couple games. Um, and, but, but they, they've all been starting since they're sophomores. Um, so they have a lot of experience, even despite the, uh, the, the COVID, um, and you see it, uh, you know, that shortened season, but you'll see it in games. They don't, uh, they don't get too, they don't get too panicky. Um, uh, they'll be down late and I'm, I'm probably the one that's the most animated and they're just mm-hmm. calm and cool and collected. Uh, they, I mean, they've been through it. They, they played over a hundred varsity games, you know, that, well, they, I, had done your, that. I had to check your roster four, four, four or five times before you came on to make sure Mason tree was still on this roster, that's a kid that seemed like he played for about 15 years in a row for a Yeah, there. no kidding. Look, uh, I, I know it's hard, and and, and I'll, uh, I'll, st- I'll still screw stuff up every once in a while. Like, I remember last year, um, I mean, I think twice when I made out, le- uh, made out a uh, lineup, <laughs> I, I, I listed uh, number seven right field Caleb Tynes. And Caleb <laughs> Tynes graduated in 2018, but he had played with me so many games. And so they're announcing Caleb as, as Caleb Times. And fortunately, uh, the other coaches, as soon as I heard it, I went over and said, hey, look, man, I put the wrong guy down. It's the right number. Here it is. And, uh, and so they didn't call me on it after that first bat. They could have called him out, but I didn't just get used to it. Uh, but, yeah, Mason played a bunch. I mean, look, he didn't – of course, his, you know, his season got cut short last year. But even with that, you know that kid played in 40 playoff games. He played in close to 120 or 130 varsity baseball games in his, in, in, you know, in his high school career, and that's with half a season and a postseason taken away from him. Um, so it was, it, 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 it's kind of weird. Now, I didn't, I haven't put Mason's name in the lineup this year. I haven't screwed that one. <laughs> but if I'd have had somebody named Mason uh, this year, I probably would have put Mason Tree down the hall too, just for God. Coach, everybody in high school baseball, they're looking. Do you have two guys to get it done when it comes to playoff time? And then if you have three, uh, you're certainly most likely in good shape. But when you look at district play, it's a, a Tuesday, Friday. 
And so that, that third guy, Coach, is he first out of the pen? Are we, what are we doing with him on Saturday? Like, what's the mentality, um, especially with a staff like yours, whoever's uh, starting this week, they're going to bed tonight thinking I'm the three or four guy. What's, what's my week maybe look like? Right. Well, ideally, like what we like to do is our three guy is a, a guy that, that closes on, on Tuesday or Friday if he needs to, and he's in relief. And if he does that, then maybe he doesn't pitch Saturday. And then, uh, uh, you know, if he does or if he doesn't pitch much, we'll throw him a few innings on Saturday just to get him ready. And it, so it kind of stinks being the three-man Um most years this year is probably not so bad because we got so many guys we can go to and release but um yeah look i, I look in 2017 Cade lee was our opening mm. day pitcher here in the playoffs he pitched game one in the playoffs he didn't start a district game that year wow. he just came and released those games and i thought well, he was our most consistent guy so we used it used him um the the, the issue that we have is that so i look at like somebody like nolan or caleb well, they do a fine job, but I can't really use them in relief um, during the week because they're playing the field, and right. we want to make sure our pitchers get good and loose. And if an inning goes, if the fourth inning goes sideways, in order to get them loose, I've got to put somebody in for them, get them over there, get them loose, and then uh, you know by the time they get loose, that guy's been out there long enough that 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 inning went sideways should get real bad. So we have to have somebody over there, um, and that's where I think that Gavin Brown is going to come in big force if he, if he comes back if he comes back healthy because he can get us out of an inning. Um, initially, we were planning on a Nolan going Friday so that the Drody kid could come in and relieve, and he's he's good, and he you know you start and relieve, and a lot of things can do because he's a pitcher only. Um, we're leaning towards now him going on Friday because now we do have some. Some guys over there that we can, we, if an inning goes starts to go bad, we can get them loose in time, and then we can have either Kale or Nolan or, or whoever get loose when, when they when they come into bat. Um, but uh, but that's the big thing, you know. It's it's so different than, than again college or the pros because sometimes your pitchers play the field. Sure. Um, ideally, I would love it if my pitcher has never swung the bat <laughs> and they never played the field because it makes it so much easier to make moves. Um, but, uh, but, but it isn't always like that, you know, particularly in high school. In fact, most high school pitchers probably play the field and they're playing shortstop or left field or wherever. So, um, we, we have a lot of options. We'll have a, our district schedule to, to kind of, uh, um, see how we're going to set up for, uh, for, for playoffs and as far as using guys. Um, but again, we, we got another guy coming back who's really good. Um, and, and, and that's going to give us more options to, to, to play with too. Like him, him coming back alone will, will change, um, the, our, you know, our, kind of our strategy on, on what we're going to do on the mound. Coach, you mentioned arms earlier and, and pitch count trying to drive a guy out of the game on your side, pitch count. How much does that, I mean, you, you're, I've mentioned several times, you're a number science guy. Like what do you fall out on these, uh, young arms and pitch count, how far you let them go? Well, everybody's different. You know, everybody's different in what they can do. We'll have, you know, I'm not going to give a, give a number on our guys now because someone might sure. be listening. Sure. But, 
but we'll have some guys who who are pretty effective up to 95 to 100. And we've got some other guys that after pitch about 70, um, they're not quite as effective. So, so we, we kind of know that. As far as a health issue, um, honestly, with the pitch count rules, the way the state of Mississippi has, um, they're, they're, it's very conservative. So that, you know, I don't think you're going to get a lot of arm injuries based on, on the amount of pitches you throw here. But, and it's not, it's not even so much the, the, the pitches you throw in a game. It's the pitches you throw in an inning. You know, if you throw 95 pitches in a game, a seven-inning game, so you're, you're looking at 13, 14 pitches an inning, mm-hmm. that's, that's pretty easy. You're in a rocking chair. Yeah. You throw 95 pitches and, and you had, you know, three 15-pitch innings and then you had a 50-pitch a inning or even a 30-pitch inning, those are the ones that kind of wear on you a little bit. So, so uh, you know, a lot of times you'll see a guy get pulled because just because he had a long inning. You have a long second inning. That affects the fifth and sixth inning, sure. regardless of six counts. So, so it's that, but it, that it's really based on the individual. Um, just like how you know how long it takes them to get loose um, is based on the individual. Um, how long they can go as far as distress. The mechanics have a lot to do with it. Just just the way the guy throws, whether he's got an easy motion. I mean, you know, I was talking to some of our pitchers uh, the other day. It's like not going to look at a guy, and you can't tell if a guy's ever going to get hurt. But you can look at a guy and say, if he gets hurt, it's going to be an elbow or a shoulder, just by based on their mechanics and the way they throw. You know, and they may they may never they may never get hurt, but if it is, you know, that would be the issue, just based on how they throw. Um, so, but but it's you know, people always want to come up with solutions for it. Look, the only sure solution of not having a sore arm or not hurting your arm is don't play baseball. That's <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, you know, you don't play. Sure. There, there's some people that say, you know, the kids don't throw enough. That most kids get hurt in summer ball, and it's not the innings they throw in summer ball. It's because they don't prepare themselves to throw. Like our guys, for example, Justin Robinson throws on Tuesdays. On Wednesday, he's going to toss lightly. On Thursday, he's going to throw a flat ground. On Friday, he's going to throw a flat ground. On Saturday, he's going to throw a light bullpen. Sunday probably going to do nothing because we're not there but if he's on his own he's going to throw a, a flat ground on monday he's going to throw a bullpen of about 20 to 30 pitches then he's going to go again tuesday so he has a routine in the summer they're playing travel ball they mm-hmm. pr- they throw on saturday and then they you know a lot of them just chill out till next yeah. weekend when they play again well that's where the injuries come from so i don't think it's the amount of pitches it's not preparing yourself to throw and our high school guys, they're, they're prepared to throw. They all have a routine. Whether they pitch that week or not, they know what they're doing every single day, and I think that's helped us a lot. Yeah, you look back at that Braves staff through the mid-'90s that Mazzoni had them throwing more than anybody else in Major League Baseball, and you look at those guys, Maddox, Glavin, and uh, they just didn't have the, the arm issues. So that's good routine. Right, yeah, and if, if you do that, and again, every, every person is every person's different. Every body is different, you know. So I don't think there's a magic a magic formula with people. Obviously, clean mechanics are going to be better for you. Coach, we're going to steal a, a preview because uh, we're going to call the game tomorrow night as our talking ball y'all game of the week. Um, what do we expect out of Long Beach? What do you know about them, Coach? 
Well, unfortunately, I don't know as much as, as I usually know about a district team just because we didn't get to play them last year. Um, but they, uh, I've talked to some people. They, uh, that ball's crossing the plate. They're swinging at it. And then they, they've got some guys who, who have some pop and they can generate some offense. They've struggled a little bit defensively at times this year's, but, or this year, but, um, you know, I, I, I don't, it's hard to tell without watching. Um, I know they got one big arm and I don't know when he's going to pitch. Uh, and the other guys, and if you look at their numbers, um, they, they, you know, as a staff, it looks like they've walked a lot of people, but the guys will see you look at their numbers. They just don't walk a whole lot of people. So they're going to make you hit to, to, to win it. Um, uh, like I said, I got some stuff on some individual kids and some just because, uh, I know cause, cause, uh, my son's played with them and I've seen sure. him play a lot, but, um, but, uh, but, look, in the middle of the order, they're going to swing it. And they, they've got some guys that, like I said, they have some pop. They're going to be aggressive at the plate and, and they're going to be well coached. So, uh, and I anticipate that it's going to be it's going to be a good game. It's going to be a district game. So they're going to play with more intensity than they played with this year, and hopefully our guys will come out and play with more intensity than, than we played with this year. Well, we can't wait to see it, Coach. We'll see you tomorrow night out at the ballpark, as always, man. We appreciate uh, your time, your hospitality when we are at your ball game. All right. Well, look, I, we appreciate you all. Thank you, Coach. Right, thank you. Are you an avid gym enthusiast, a part-timer, or just a brand-new beginner? Well, CrossFit 534 is the place for you. CrossFit 534 is an encouraging group training facility located at 104 West Magnolia Street in downtown Poplarville. Their mission is to create a stronger version both physically and mentally of you when life outside the gym demands it. They have coach-led classes to accommodate all schedules from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Once again, that's CrossFit 534 in downtown Poplarville. Check them out on Facebook at CrossFit 534. Your family's health is our mission. At Highland Community Hospital and in partnership with Forest Health Systems, we're adding new services and personnel every day. Please welcome Kimberly Carver, FNPC to the Highland Pediatric and Primary Care Rural Health Clinic. She's another addition to our expanding family of service providers. Please call 601-358-9765 to schedule an appointment. Highland Community Hospital, the best choice for your family. We're pleased now to be joined by head baseball coach of the Popperville Hornet, Slade Jones. Slade, thanks for taking time for Jeff and I this afternoon. Hey, thank you, Clay. Slade, y'all are one and one in uh, district play, ten and five overall, and uh, that victory in district play was a extra inning affair and, and kind of a wild one there. Tell our listeners about it, Slade. Uh, well, you know we won the road at Forest County. Um, you know we had Belson on the mound, and you know he was he was dealing, he was sharp, and uh, but he had seventeen strikeouts through seven innings. And then we get to the top of the seventh, and uh, leadoff hitter of the seventh. He uh, actually no hitting him. Had no hit. His score was seventeen strikeouts, no hit, something like that. Oh gosh. Yeah, top of the seventh, and then the guy he walks the leadoff hitter hitter on a full count. That guy gets on somehow. You know they get him over on a steal bunt. They tie it up at one, uh, and then uh, you know from there it's there. It was a Weird night. It was cold. Wind was blowing in. Uh, you know, we hit some. We hit some balls at people. And uh, next thing we know, we're in an extra in a dog fight. Uh, 
we brought in Raleigh Passman, and Raleigh Passman, you know, pretty much did the same thing. I think we got out of bases loaded, nobody out twice. Wow, they're they're an extra. So, you know, hopefully it's one of those things where uh, you know the, the ball starts falling our way a little bit. Coach, you mentioned Belson right off the jump in that in that most recent start. Uh, Jeff and I, and of course Donnie and Jason, for our game of the week earlier in the season, falling throw really close to what you're um, describing him doing there. I think he had 15 strikeouts that night, had a no-hitter going really late. And, man, he is some kind of impressive on the bump, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He, he's really going to a <clears> – it <throat> seems like every time he goes out, he's a little sharper. So it's interesting to see where he's going to end up by the end of the year. Coach, and you've got to like your staff. I mean, we're in district play uh, for Popperville, as we've mentioned, one and one. You've got Summerall in that district, and of course Purvis, um, always tough rivalry um, matchup there in Greene County. But when you have the arms that um, that you do, you you like your chances, I would think, uh, each week in district play. Yeah, I mean, with you know Belson and Passman and Blakeney on the mound, I mean, we had a chance against anybody. Uh, Manufacturers. Because um, there'll be pitchers like that in our district, and you know that's baseball. I mean, you know, we're in one of those districts that um, you know there is no give me's. It's not a it's not an easy district at all, and uh, you know it's competitive, and you can't you know everybody's good in it. So, and that's four A baseball in the South. Four A baseball in the South, in my opinion, is, is up there with any any classification. Yeah, I agree with you, Coach. And when you look at um the guy you're going to bat at the top of that lineup, and you're talking about manufacturing some runs, he's going to give you a, a chance. He hits for high average, has good wheels, and, and the Blakeney kid, even though he's still young, he's had a lot of at-bats in your program. Just if, if the listeners aren't familiar with who I'm describing, kind of tell them about this young man's talent. Oh, yeah, Joseph Blakeney, the 10th grader, um, you know, left-handed hitter, left-handed pitcher. Um really, really polished at the plate. He sees a lot of pitches. It's to me it's about the things he doesn't swing at. He uh he doesn't chase two seams right off the plate. Uh he doesn't chase a lot of pitches out the zone. He makes you throw the baseball over the plate. If you don't, you know, he'll take with he'll he'll, he'll take a walk. But if you try to get something over he's gonna hit it hard. Hard contact you know, hard stuff back up the middle, consistent solid contact as well how I would describe it. Uh, just very polished hitter for a tenth grader. Coach, and I saw uh, Mason Anderson, of course. We're familiar with him, and and I'll use the word partial to any of these uh, two sports stars because we get so uh, familiar with them on the football side. But just a hard-nosed kid with some pop in the middle of that lineup as well. Yeah, Mason, uh, you know, he, we have a lot of – Mason's one of those popperville kids, man, tough kid, hard-nosed, brings that football mentality to baseball, uh, you know, He's a strong athlete. He wants to hit something hard. He has. He hit some. He's a big. Uh, hit some some big home runs for us this year already. He's got some power. And you mentioned the football mentality, passman coming in that you just mentioned, and in relief, and a, a guy that played uh, both both sports. And these guys, uh, Slade, I mentioned Blakeney having some reps. Um, Belson, a senior for you, but these guys have played. A lot of games for you have a lot of at bats or a lot of in and pitch. That experience, uh, hopefully, you can rely on down this stretch run as well. 
Yeah. Um, Passman was in the lineup full-time as a freshman for us two years ago. Uh, I think Blakeney, he ended up by the end of his eighth-grade year, he actually closed a playoff series for us as an eighth grader on the mound. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, that was kind of the, the when we, you know, two years ago, it's kind of who we started to build stuff around. And, uh, yeah, they'll be here for another year or two. You know, no, no pass me one more year after this and waiting for two. Coach, I've kind of laid out the district there. Anything our listeners uh, should be aware of? I mean, it, you, you've said 4A South, and I've kind of described it as being tough. Uh, just going to be some quality, talented kids in each matchup. And uh, I would think Summerall, they produce D1 or uh, community college kids up and down that lineup year in, year out. That's going to be the same for them. Yeah, definitely on the mound. Uh, they'll, they'll be on the mound. They'll be good. I think they got a left-hander cross, cross Sibley. He's uh, a Jones, Jones County Junior College commit. Um, the night kid. Uh, I mean, they'll have upper 80s to mid 80s arms. You know, Sibley will be left-handed. Uh, the rest of them are righties. Um, they'll be able to, they'll be able to spot those fastballs up. They'll change speeds with change-ups and uh, with breaking balls. So, in high school, that's that's good arms on the mound. Um, you know, at the plate, it's more about them on the mound. Summerall. Uh, you know, Purvis will have a couple of arms. I know their young arms will be a little younger, but you know they'll be Purvis. They'll expect to win every time we, every time we get in, we play. Um, so Green County, same thing. Green County is a lot like us. Just you know, scrappy. They'll have guys get their throw strikes, and uh, I mean, it is what it is. And you know, you can see Forest County. You know, they come out with a split with us, and it's a minefield. That's the way I describe it. You don't know what it is. Yeah, it's a minefield. So, and that's 4A South overall, not just our district overall. So, Well, Coach, good luck in uh, district play. We'll get back up uh, soon, and y'all be our featured uh, game there. Not in the, Not this week, but in the near future, we'll get back up. We'd love to be a part of Copperville Athletics, and we appreciate the hospitality that you and your staff always show us. So continued success, man, and good luck to the Hornets. Okay, Clay, thank you. Hi, I'm Sawyer. Are you tired of shopping for the best insurance for the Rose Premium? Talk to my dad. I'm going to let him do the shopping for you. Call Ray Hart at A-plus. Insurance is right here in Begin. For home, auto, business, or life. For all your insurance needs. Call 601-798-8032. A-plus insurance is the right coverage for the right price. If you like sports, we think you will love the Talking Ball Y'all podcast. The podcast has had some great guests lately. Like the football coach Will Hall. And ESPN's Wright Thompson. And legendary Mississippi sports writer Rick Cleveland. Oh, and Dad, you almost forgot Brett Favre was on too. That's right, Easton. We have had some great guests on the podcast. This is Jeff Lossett, co-founder and producer of the Talking Ball Y'all podcast. You can get the podcast on iTunes, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. Once again, thanks for all the support, and thanks for listening.
We're excited now to be joined by the head baseball coach of the Pearl River Community College, Wildcats. Coach Avalon, thanks for taking time for Jeff and I. Man, I, I love doing it, glad to do it, and um, you know, good to talk a little baseball with you all today. Coach, we always seem to get you around this time. We'll wish you a, a belated birthday. What was that, a couple days ago? It was. I turned, uh, you know, I turned the scary 39 because I guess now 40s looking me dead in the face and um, I, you know for some reason I guess you know 40's got that stigma about it so uh, I'm sure it'll be here before I want it to be. Well coach your birthday uh, gift from your club was a sweet yesterday on a long road trip over to scuba I, I guess that's the best they could do for you on your birthday weekend huh? There's no doubt every time this year that's it, it seems like that's my wish for my birthday I just want two wins and uh, you know yesterday we uh we took the long trek to uh, Scuba, and, and uh, guys took care of business. We played really well. Um, it was an interesting day. Uh, you know, that's one of our longer trips that we don't stay overnight at. It's probably the longest that, you know, we don't spend the night before. Uh, so we got up uh, yesterday morning and, uh, um, you know, drove up, ate, ate, ate at Nukes and Meridian and, and played well. Um, got two wins, and after the game, I was quoted uh, by Patrick Oates of, of saying, uh, uh, you know, it don't matter how long we stay out here, as long as we get two wins, that's the goal of the day. We stay out here all night. Well, then we load the bus. There was no pun intended with that. We load the bus, mm-hmm. and and we're stuck in the mud. So, um, you know, we uh, uh, our 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 uh, thirty three tired guys tried to push the boat the uh, bus out <laughs> yesterday. Um, that didn't work. Um, so at ten o'clock at, in Scuba, Mississippi, I head to Meridian. Thankfully, my wife was there. Uh, we had to. Uh, Meridian to pick up the Chick-fil-A that was supposed to be picked up by 10. We get there at 11, drive it back to the bus at 12, and finally the record shows up. And um, mm. We got home last night at 3 o'clock, but that's that's part of it. I guess, like I said, if it's two wins, <laughs> that's what it takes, we'll, you know, we'll definitely do it. Oh, Coach, man, that's too much there. All right, so i got to ask, Coach, because I follow the program enough to know y'all honored the bus driver uh, last week or the week before was this. This wasn't a fella that parked you in the mud, was it? <laughs> yeah, it, it was on Mr. Wallace. And, and to his, you know, in his defense, I will say he was, uh, uh, I won't I won't say who told him, but somebody told him to park there. So that's where he was told to park. Um, so I'm not going to blame that one on Mr. Wallace. He uh, he felt terrible, but the most important thing was he got us home safe, and that's, that's, that's all we could ever ask. Look, the the pitcher's taken, man, from him throwing out the first pitch. And like I said, I, I don't know this fella from Adam, but uh, the, that that honor and the, and the pitcher's taken from it left a mark on me. And then they, to hear you tell the story, Coach, this, this is uh, this is community college uh, sports yeah. at its best, man. And, and you know you live it every day, but these are some of the stories that come out of it. Yeah, you know, we tell our guys all the time, you really don't understand the impact that you have. Um to, to people and, and especially kids obviously these kids that are in this community when they come out to camp or they come out to different things um you know these these guys you know for instance my my little boy tucker wants you know wanted number 23 today you, you know this year for baseball and that's because of dk donaldson you know one of his favorite mm-hmm. players on our team this year um and i tell them that and and then another example was a perfect example we gave him of mr wallace you know he's uh he's a bus driver and he told me uh you know, almost he had tears in his eyes almost uh you know, teared me up before the game when he looked at me and said, Coach, you just don't know how much this means to me. Me, of all people, I get to throw out a first pitch at a, at a baseball game. And, you know, it's, it's you know, some people it's just a junior college baseball game. But to a lot of people, um, it's a lot more. And that's what we, uh, you know, we talk to our guys about. You know, Mississippi State, the, um, 
you know, the talk of, you know, college baseball and Ole Miss and those guys in, in, you know, in our state. And, you know, we tell our guys, you know, the, the PR we wear on our chest means as much to me or more to me than, say, Coach Lamontis at, at uh, Mississippi State or, you know, mm. Coach Bianco. And this is, you know, this is my Ole Miss. This is my Mississippi State. Uh, and we want our guys to, you know, because we've got guys that are going on to play at those places. But until they finish here, um, you know, we want them to understand uh, and, and we want them to love this place and, and, you know, believe in it and appreciate this place, um, you know, as much as anybody playing at another big four-year, um, you know, university. I tell people all the time the greatest compliment we get from players that leave our program is that, man, I wish Pearl River was a four-year school. And if I've heard that one time, uh, I've heard it multiple times. And, and, and that just tells you how special this place is. Yeah, absolutely. Coach, rank number uh three in the country at this time and um, also another great start. And Coach Avalon, one of the questions I was going to ask, but I think you kind of answered it, Matt, anytime you're coaching a community college, a junior college at a, at a high level like you are, you're coaching a team of what was high school all-stars, right? They were all everything uh, in high school at, at some point or, or you wouldn't have them on your roster. But looking at this roster, man, this is even a, a notch um, – above that how do you keep um personalities egos and everything and else in check because looking at the roster there's not enough at bats or innings pitch to go around right and that's you know it's interesting that you asked that um last night as a matter of fact as i'm driving home from scuba coach coach kimball from from east mississippi calls us you know he made sure we got out he had a you know his you know that administration and uh, you know, Coach Montgomery and, doc, and uh, Dr. Officer Brooks over there, he specific. they did a phenomenal job of making sure that we, you know, we were taken care of until we left. And, and he hollered at me on the way home and, you know, just congratulated me and said, man, you got a lot of really good players. And he said, you know, I know what it takes to keep, keep guys like that happy. It's not easy. And, and it's not. And that's something that, um, you know, is one of our challenges, you know, as a coaching staff this year is making sure that guys, um, you know, are happy. Um, and because everybody – you want to coach guys that want to play. You don't want to coach kids that want to the bench. That's not, that's not the guys you want on your teammate. But yet as a coach, you have to understand that those guys, they want to play and they, and they came here to play. And, um, but at the end of the day, you know, one of our sayings here is that iron sharpens iron, and that's been said all across, you know, I guess throughout time, uh, in, you know, in different sports and – uh, I guess, and, you know, anything, but uh, uh, that's something we remind them of. And, and you look at what's happened to us in the last two weeks. We've had, we've had several injuries. We had a couple more injuries yesterday, and that's part of it. Um, and so um, I always quote Coach uh, Robichaud out of, you know, uh, Lafayette, um, you know, before he passed when he, you know, he did a, uh, a video on Twitter uh, surface about work while you wait. And um, that's mm-hmm. something we talk to the guys about is that your time's going to come. And I mentioned D.K. Donaldson a minute ago, who, who's a really good player. He was a big, big sign for us out of high school. Um, but Von Siebert, who's, who's committed to Mississippi State, um, you know, it's, it's been his turn. Well, he got hurt uh, last game out against Coley and broke a finger. Uh, and so D.K. got a chance to step in. And, and, you know, I knew all along he was capable of, of hitting every day for us. It just wasn't his turn. Well, now he's gotten his turn. Um, and he had a good day yesterday and helped us get two wins. And so, but there's no question, um, you know, that's, that's a tough part of it. Um, me, me personally, I just try to be very honest and, you know, transparent with these guys and say, Hey, it's, you know, we're going to let the best players play. That's the hardest job. You know, you could, you could ask all 60 parents of our, of our parents to fill out a lineup 
and you'd have 60 different lineups. You know, there is yeah, no question sure. about that. You're not going to have uh, – And you'd have pretty first, good lineups too, Hunko. That's right. That's right. That's right. And so, um, you know, I, by no means am I perfect, and I, trust me, I, there's there's been things I've done this year that I'm like, crap, I should have done this or that. But, um, you know, bottom line is we do the best that we that we can, and, you know, we've got a lot of pieces to, to, to put to the puzzle. Um, but I'm just thankful that we have the right people – on our team that understand and keep working for us and believe in what we're doing. Coach, let's talk about some of these players um, that give you a, a headache at night, maybe trying to fill out a lineup card for, for, for some good reasons. Crawford behind the plate, Coach. What I mean, this isn't your, uh, your parents-type catcher here, a, a guy that's super athletic. I guess he's like the, you do the shortstop position changed a long time ago, and now we see that with the catcher position. Tell our listeners what kind of player he is. Man, he has uh, really matured and grown over the last, you know, really six months. You know, out of high school, he was a very good player. He's for a, uh, you know, player of the year at Sumrall. He won a state championship, and he had a lot to do with that. Um, you know, I think one of the big questions out of high school was just, uh, you know, consistency at the plate. And, you know, right now he's a guy that's worked himself into where we just can't take him out of lineup. Even, you know, we don't like to catch, you know, we like to protect our guys as much as possible and don't want them catching um every game that's just that's sure. just you know where when we play double headers that's what some people don't understand about junior college baseball mm-hmm. you know yeah you could catch one nine inning game a day but when you're asked to catch two that that you know that becomes tough on the body um sure. but when you mention athletic that's what you know i've talked to some scouts about him there's some scouts that really like him they like his athleticism you know you mentioned it that um that catching position if you watch major league baseball um, I mean, those guys are really, really athletic. Um, they're, they can move, they can throw, they can catch, they can hit, they can run. Um, and Graham is that, um, you know, that's what he does. He's a switch hitter, a legit switch hitter. Uh, he's got power from both sides of the plate. Um, you know, the thing that's been really special about him, and, and I think, you know, all our guys would, would agree with this, over the last, you know, three weeks, um, he's just, you know, he was named the captain early on, but he has really embraced that role. Um, you know, he's a guy that's one of the first ones to say something, you know, from a player standpoint to the other players. And that is invaluable um, because we've one thing we've harped on this team is, you know, we've got a lot of ability and people know that and we're talented and we're thankful for that. But that doesn't get you anywhere. And, um, you know, you you may have heard the saying that, you know, good teams are led by good coaches and great teams are led by great players. And that's what we've that's what we stress with these guys is you are good players. You're very talented. Um, we also need you to be great leaders, and you've got to be willing to step up, um, you know, and take ownership, and you know, make this make this team and this season your own. And Graham, first and foremost, if you ask me, somebody on our roster that's done that, he's been he's been number one on that list. And uh, you know, coming from a catching position, um, that is, you know, the guy that sees it all from that position, that is invaluable. And I'm very thankful that he's a Wildcat and he's on our team. Coach, let's talk about Tate Parker and. Boy, West Harrison's been pretty good at Pearl River Community College, hasn't it? But There's, this kid, man, mm. what this kid putting it. When you look at the different stats and, and you chart out where he is, he's doing a little bit of everything. We were fortunate enough to have his brother on the podcast. I guess that was a couple of years ago when he got drafted with the Braves. But um, this Parker here is pretty special as well. You know, he is, and, and he's been just a total blessing to coach. He's he's one of those guys that, um, not going to say the most, uh, has, has has learned to embrace. You know, we talk about Graham, but no question, Graham's more vocal. 
Uh, but he has started to embrace the role, and, and he's a guy I went to a couple weeks ago and said, hey, man, we need you to lead more. We need you to say more because he does everything that you ask. Uh, he works his tail off. He plays good defense. Obviously, you look at his stats, he's got a chance to be, you know, uh, an All-American or better this year. He, he, You know, he's on that pace. He's in our three-hole and one of the, you know, the top offenses in the country. So he's a marked man every day he walks to the plate. Um, with his brother's help of being such a good player, his name is known, and he's he's got that bullseye. Um, and you know, the only way I I know to help him is just to tell him, hey, you got to keep working. Um, you know, and and I learned this from my dad a long time ago. Is is uh, he he would always tell me he coached basketball. He said, you know, one of the tough, you know, it's tough to get on top, but the toughest part about being on top is staying there. And so mm-hmm. um, you look at somebody like Kate, who who is a marked man in our lineup, who hits in the three hole. Uh, he, you know, he's got to be prepared. He's got to stay humble every day. And, he, and, and also he's got to be hungry. And uh, um, he's done that. And, uh, man, he's, uh, um, you know, I've coached some really good hitters. I'm not I'm not going to say he's the best I've ever coached uh, because, I, you know, that, you know, hopefully that argument goes on for years as to who's the best hitter that comes through Pearl River. But he's definitely one of them. Coach, all our averaging uh, due large part to these two guys we've mentioned and some other names that you've thrown out there. Y'all are averaging uh, over nine runs a game, which is just remarkable in this league. People that aren't familiar with this league don't understand the pitching and defense that gets played. Uh, but let's go there, Coach. So let's look at your your pitching and um, and defense. And you can be averaging nine runs a game, but if your stress level is going to be uh, a little bit down during some of these double headers. It, it, you got to run some quality arms out there and be able to catch it behind them. How how have the Wildcats done in that area this year? Man, that's something that you know kind of known um, when you when you first think about uh, our our team statistically. One of the things that stick out most is our home runs, and you know we've got I think four guys in the top top ten in the country. With um, I think. Uh, um, Tate obviously is, is leading our team with nine. I think Casey's got uh, Casey Donaldson has eight, and you know he's that's just what he's done for three years now. Is he's he's just been consistent with with the power and you know a, a fixture in the middle. Uh, you got Von Siebert who's now hurt, who who will miss some time, but he's still at eight. And you got Graham that's at eight, I believe. So those guys plus, plus whoever's behind them, you know we've all um, you know got the ability to potentially leave the yard, which is which is great. But the thing that I want to you know, as you're kind of alluding to as we talk, is our pitching has just been, um, uh, you know, it's been fun to coach. Um, you know, our runs are high, but our ERA is under a four, and we're scoring over nine. That's that's a that's a pretty good, you know, um, you know, recipe for success. And and, and our pitchers have uh, uh, our starting pitching in particular. Every time out, it seems like they give us a chance to win. Um, you look at, um, you know, yesterday. Um, you know, in game two, uh, I think we gave up one run. Um, yeah. um, excuse me, one hit, and uh, uh, in that game, and, and in the first game, Swiss Stack, Turner Swiss Stack, Mo Grove, who's been throwing really well. You know, we think he's got a little slight pull in his chest, uh, so he so he exited after the. You know, he he didn't make it through the first inning. We were just cautious with him and, and got him out. And then Jacob Shearer steps in. You know, that's one of the tough roles is to step in when somebody's injured and everybody's waiting on you to get ready. And uh, you know you. You have all the time in the world, but it feels like you're sped up. But him being a you know a guy that's been here two years with this experience, you know he stepped in and uh, put zeros up uh, for four or five innings. I can't remember everything, but uh, uh, you know yesterday was a long day. But uh, <laughs> our pitching staff is just um, man, they have they have been um, really really good. If they give us a good good start and they give us a chance early, you know usually it's you know our hitters kind of get going. That's that's what we've done so far this year, and that's what we're going to 
hopefully continue to do as we move forward. Coach, y'all scheduling, you've mentioned it with the doubleheaders uh, that you have to play, and then there's some spacing in between, and and with COVID, of course, everybody in athletics is going to realize some spacing, but some of it's just the, the way that this deal has been scheduled out. Uh, your ones against ones in practice, that's invaluable to have some guys. You, you mentioned that iron sharpens iron, but uh, to be able for your studs uh, at the plate to be able to see some ones on the mound every now and then in some of these long stretches, that's got to be good for a coach, huh? Yeah, no doubt. It's it's um you know something we were a little worried about, or you know, and I knew we were we would I, I thought we would we would be okay, but early on our hitters were just really tough on our pitching, um you know, in in, in inter squads in the fall and and also early spring, and um but there's no question, you know, as we told those guys, Coach Pennington and um you know myself would remind the pitchers, um hey this this is this is gonna make you prepared for whatever you're gonna face. These nine guys you face in practice, uh you know are. Are, are good tough hitters um and they're preparing you for whatever you're going to face um you know as we move forward and you just got to keep keep competing and keep getting better um so yeah those 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 breaks and this year has been um a year i'm you know like a lot of people would say like like no other it's just been a uh with covid and the different you know the different breaks and stops um that we're gonna have and, you know we've got one coming up that's a covid break starting um, it's supposed to start after next Saturday where we have a week off for Easter, and that's, you know, to allow if there's some makeup games, you know, that need to be played. But if you don't have any makeups, then you just sit. So, mm-hmm. um, Which is a nightmare in baseball, right? I mean, right. And, and that's something baseball is a reputation and a routine sport. That, that's tough. Right. And that's something, you know, baseball and, you know, at the MLB level has played, they play 162 games a year. They play almost every day. And, and, and now we're – you know, like Scuba coming into us last night, East Mississippi. I know it was Coach Kimbrell. He was, you know, it was tough on him to where he had to sit 11 days before he played. And that, you know, we've done that, um, you know, seven plus days twice already this year. Um, and there's no doubt. I feel like baseball, like you said, I, I tell guys all the time, it's a game of repetition, it's a game of rhythm. Um, and so, um, and it's it's you know, inter squads are important, and we're going to do those when we have to. Uh, but it's still. It's just the level of it is different, and we try to make it as competitive. And uh, but there's still you know nothing like those game day reps against another team on another color. Uh, but but obviously, uh, I've been impressed with what our guys have you know understood that and they focused, and we still try to get as much out of you know inner squads as we can. And moving forward, that will have to continue. Coach, we talked about a lot of positives for the uh, Wildcats, and I'm not doing this on purpose, but I guess I'm gonna get you out on a, on a negative, but something. Uh, that you may want to work on. If, if the Wildcats are going to be uh, where you want them to be at the end, what's something that, that you're looking to improve upon or, or something that you'd like to see done differently with your club? Well, one of the biggest things we have to, and it's a little out of our control, is we got to get healthy. You know, we're, we're um, uh, you know, our shortstop has not been healthy, you know, all year he's had a hamstring. And, and I think his, you know, as I've told him, man, I don't, I don't care about what's happened so far this year. All I care about is what we do moving forward. We're in a really good situation where we're at. Um, and we have to, you know, remind ourselves of that. And, and it's not about how everything's going. It's about where we're going to. And, and, and so, you know, one of the things, but that's, that's a confidence thing that we have to work on with some of these guys is that they, you know, even, even though we're off to a great start, that's something you fight uh, big time in the game of baseball is, is confidence. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's one of the toughest things for a coach to help you with. Um, and so we just remind them about the preparation and how much, you know, how important that is. Um, you know, about getting your work in and, and being prepared. Um, 
on a statistical level, um, what we have to do, I think it's, I think it's clear. You know, one of the big things that I've, that I've learned over um, the, the years in baseball, one of the things that, you, you know, make you a really good offense is what we call the freebie war. Um, and what I mean by that is, is your strikeouts um, versus your um, walks, you know, your freebies. And, and I feel walks and hit by pitches in there. And that's one thing, if you look, if you dive into our statistics closer, everybody sees the home runs, but we've got over 60-something hit by pitches, uh, which is, mm. you know, to my knowledge, just number one in the state. And it may be number one in the country. I don't know. I haven't looked at it. I don't, you know, I, you know, I pay attention to our stuff. I don't get too much in it. But I do know, I, I looked at that and I said, man, that, that number looks really high. Let me kind of check and see where, where we are. And we're way ahead. Um, but we talk about the strikeout, and that's something when you hit a lot of home runs and, and you have power. Um, people say that's going to happen. Well, that's still tough for me to live with. Because <laughs> I, don't, I don't like the strikeout. I never have. And it's something I, I know Coach Watt and our guys are, are focused on. And, um, you know, they, you know, we work on every day is to get better, but, uh, in our guys' defense, we've seen, we, we see more breaking balls and off-speed pitches than, um, most teams for sure. Um, and, and our guys keep, keep working at it. Um, but that's something where we, you know, our strikeout numbers are high and they have to go down and that's, that's our guys know that, but for our offense to be even better, um, that's, that's where we have to put our focus, um, um, there, uh, on the mound, um, you know, a, a small statistic is we just have to be able, especially late, you know, later in games, we've got to get better uh, with when we um, when we make a change and we bring somebody in with runners on base. That's that's one of our weaknesses on the mound. Is we just have to have those guys that understand that situation. You know, we tell them, hey, you can't throw gasoline on this fire. You got to come in and put it out, mm. and uh, or or at least hold us where we are. Okay. Um, and we're getting better at that. But that's the two big things. You know, just diving into it is. You know, obviously our strikeouts have got to get better, and then we've got to just be able to be better, um, you know, late in games with runners on base. Coach, man, we appreciate uh, your time on a beautiful Sunday afternoon. Another thing, we appreciate your hospitality anytime uh, we come up that way to call a, a high school ball, ball game at the Dub. Y'all have always been uh, great to us. So, Coach Av, we appreciate it, man. Man, awesome. Y'all, uh, man, I enjoy what y'all do always, you know, and, you know, good for the sports around here at, at all levels. And, you know, you talk about passion, y'all have it, and uh, it's something that we appreciate and we're thankful because uh, there's really good stuff going on in this area, and I, I'm just thankful that y'all are, you know, willing to help uh, promote it. Thank you, Coach. Have a good Sunday afternoon, brother. All right, man. Y'all too. Thank you.